This is music attorney Randy Ojeda. As an attorney, I've helped artists and bands secure hundreds of thousands of dollars in advances, and I've collected even more money in unpaid royalties owed to songwriters and producers. I've negotiated licensing deals, label deals, publishing and management deals, and so much more. And right now, I'm offering a free initial consultation for all artists because I truly believe that all musicians should have access to quality legal services. So find out what my firm can do to help your music career. Head to randyohedalaw.com and book a free consultation now. Welcome to Cigar City Radio. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, Mr. Jason Solanas. Have you ever when it was Um, depends on what you mean. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, it can be a lot sometimes. It can be. Yeah, it just can be. fucking six hours of. For this episode, we attended Gasparilla Music Festival 2024. We spoke with local performers DJ Sandman and Alien House, as well as Tampa Jesuit grad Aiden Bissett. But before we get into all that, Jason, how'd you feel about GMF this year? It was very good. It was very, very good. I was very impressed with some of the performers. Can't control the weather, but the weather kind of sucked. Yeah, yeah. So Friday was perfect. Okay. It was beautiful out. There wasn't really sun, but the weather was just right, and the crowds were enormous, and um, Julian B. Lane Park is a great location for Perfect that Perfect location for it. Yeah, the, like there was there was enough space for, for people to be there, but it didn't feel cramped. There was plenty of space for vendors and food. The stages seemed, you know, enough of a distance apart from one another to where it felt like individual experiences you without know? bleeding into each other which is great yeah it just felt more like a festival you know and gmf has always been a festival obviously but it, it really felt like a like a larger festival than yeah it, it wasn't has. cramped yeah. at all yeah, yeah. Was, that was really nice so friday was perfect weather wise at least it was absolutely perfect um, performances went off without a hitch and then saturday came and the rain 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 came down 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 it was a lot, man. It was a lot, and it was cold. It wasn't just rain. It was cold rain. And it rained all day Saturday and all day Sunday, which, like, how? when was the last time that in Tampa it rained all day for two days in a row? Like, I can't even remember. It's been a little while, and but the, the thing that really got me is it rained all day, two days in a row, when it was cold, specifically during the weekend. Monday came around, not a drop in sight. Yeah, now the weather is just perfect today, but, yeah. you know. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday after the festival, but over the weekend, yeah, it was just it was just miserable weather. Um, and then GMF got the unfortunate news Saturday, um, late Saturday afternoon, that Lake Street Drive um, had suffered an illness and were, were going to have to cancel their Sunday performance. Um, but I think they redeemed themselves, uh, the festival at least, redeemed themselves because they 
Um, we're able to pull Killer Mike and Big Boy. Ridiculous, dude. What a freaking performance. It was insane. It yeah. was insane. Like, we saw a lot of amazing performances uh, all weekend. Um, Kingfish was a very particular. Yeah, he was a highlight for me. Very particular highlight. Yeah. You know, we you know that we love Kingfish on this show. So um, that was a great performance to see. He headlined the Fortune stage, which is the second largest stage at the festival. Um, and, you know, for the, the people that stuck it out in the rain for that show, he played a cover of Regulators by Warren G., and I feel like I gave him that idea. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna claim that because on this podcast, on the episode with Kingfish, I mentioned that I'd love to hear him soloing over "Regulators" by Warren G. And he did. We'll he he literally out. did that. So we'll, I gotta mean, reach out and see. I, what's I feel up like with that. I feel like he did that for me. But yeah. uh, that was that was really cool too. Everybody was really into it. Everybody who was there. Yeah. You know. But going back to Killer Mike and Big Boy. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable for performance. I mean, I didn't know that Killer Mike had lived in Tampa for a short time. I don't know what span of time, but he said he moved to Tampa St. Pete. Yeah, he said his family moved. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the cities that he claimed as his own. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So Killer Mike and Big Boy literally said that they went, you know, basically straight from the strip club in Atlanta to the GMF stage. Um, it was like, like they, they were, they were literally in, uh, booked and announced on Saturday, performed on Sunday night. As far as I know, big boy and killer Mike have never performed together. Um, pretty that, sure they said that. Yeah. That, that seemed to be the vibe yeah. that they were, uh, they said it'd been, you know, years in the making. Yeah, for and them. if they had, it wasn't headlining the festival. Exactly. Exactly. And they did a really good job of the interplay between the two of them. Like they, you know, they did some of the songs that they have together and then big boy took probably the majority of the set. Um, and did, you know, outcast songs, uh, original big boy songs, um, and then brought Killer Mike back out for Killer Mike to perform some songs from his new record, which he performed with a, a full uh, choir. Like, Yeah, the choir was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic singers and, you know, really added the performance. And you could see, like, you're like, okay, I can tell why this guy won a Grammy for, for this album because it was, uh, it was incredible to see live. So. Yeah. so, yeah, you can't control the weather, but... Kudos to GMF for um, pulling out an amazing last-minute headliner. I know that everybody that that stuck around in the rain all day were really excited to see Killer Mike and Big Boy, and it was definitely worth uh, worth the wait and worth the cold and the, probably the sickness that we're going to have from standing out in the cold rain yeah. all day. Nobody was complaining, that's for damn sure. Yeah. I love GMF um, this year. I thought it was a great a great time. Um, I heard through the grapevine. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but they didn't, they didn't hit me with an NDA yet. So I'm going to say it. I believe the festival is moving back to the March timeframe that they used to have, um, in previous years. Might be cool for the weather. Yeah. yeah. It might be a little better. Um, I know that there was some, some issues getting the March date at Julian B lane park this year. So they're supposed to be moving back to that time frame next year. Um, so I think that'll be great. You know, I also think that helps kind of pull, bands um because you know a little insider information gmf is typically right before south by southwest in austin so you get a lot of artists that are already coming to south by southwest they can do a little detour into the bay area into tampa and then you know go back up north towards austin and kind of make a tour out of it so i think that helped pull some some talent to the area as well uh so so definitely looking forward to the event moving back to march so our first interview um, is with DJ Sandman, who DJ Sandman is a uh, popular 
um, DJ in the in the Tampa Bay area. He was on 95.7 The Beat for a long time. Basically has been like one of the kingpins of Tampa hip hop for a very, very long time. And he opened the festival. So he was the first performer on Friday. He had a lengthy set, you know, really like kind of set the vibe, set the mood for the day and, and, and the weekend, you know. So um, got to sit down and talk to him a little bit backstage. This is what he had to say. All right, we are here with the man who just opened Gasparilla Music Festival. Opened the party up for us. So, Sandman, DJ Sandman, what was that like? Thank you so much for having me here. First of all, I appreciate it. Um, it was a beautiful thing for me. You know, I've been I've been here in Tampa my whole life in the music scene and been doing stuff for years and years. And I've been following and attending GMF since its inception. And I've actually performed here with some other artists as their DJs, with some local artists in the past, but this was my first time kind of headlighting, you know, like like my name in the lights. I have my own flyer and I got to I got to kick off the whole festival this year. So that was a beautiful thing for me. That was very special. I, I heard some uh, some black stars and most deaf and talib quali as I was walking up to the stage. So it was like right in my element, you know, it was good stuff. Um, what did you what did you kind of pull out for the set today? So um Thanks for shouting that Black Star out too, right? Because yeah. um, I came into it not really knowing what I was going to do at first. You know, we just came off of um, 50 Years of Hip Hop last year, celebrating 50 Years of Hip Hop. And I've always been a hip hop DJ, but um, I, I was like, let me get some records and breaks that were like there in the beginning of hip hop that helped start the whole movement. And I kind of threw those in a folder and then everything else I freestyled. I just kind of went along with it. You know, I had some of those to go to. And like I said, Black Star, De La Soul. Um, I started out with a little reggae just to kind of set the vibe while people were coming in as well. And I just freestyled it, to be honest. That's amazing knowing that. I thought you I thought you were you had planned this, you know, I thought you'd been scheming on it, you know. I, I thought about it for a little while and I try a lot of times when I DJ, I'll try to plan, and I might take like five or six records like I want to play these, but that's it. I only take like five or six, and then I'll just kind of build around that and around that vibe, and then just whatever comes to me, I, I go with it. And it's always been like that, you know, most, most things I do. That's amazing. So speaking of things you do, um, I have to ask, um, how's Illsboro Records going? Uh, Illsboro Records has um, been incredible. It's been a, a great journey. Um, shout out to Jorge and the whole Symphonic um, distribution team for that and all the artists we're putting out um i mean we're distributing a lot of artists some from tampa some from other places we just dropped um late last year we put out a record with mike nichols and method man um animated video that took off i had some tampa producers do remixes it's been a beautiful thing that's amazing man i love illsboro i love a lot of the releases you guys are putting out it's just you know it's cool it's it's real hip-hop it's it's tampa it's local you know um what, what made you start that label? Um, I, I've always been helping the local scene since I've been DJing, throwing local parties, promoting artists that I would get behind, you know, um, when I back when I did TampaHipHop.com. And then I was on 95.7 The Beat for about 17 years. And when they did some, some restructuring, um, I got let go. Jorge and I had a meeting with Symphonic. And he's like, man, you should really start a label. You know, we want to work with you. And I always wanted to start a label. Like, I put some records out independently before myself. But doing the radio and being so busy with that and all the clubs, I never had 
a lot of time to dedicate to it. So when I got off the radio full time, I just had a lot more time to do it, you know, to put to put a lot more energy into it. And um, it's been a beautiful thing ever since. That's amazing, man. It's amazing. So 50 years of hip hop. What is what is the earliest hip hop record that you remember listening to? Like, what was the first one? I'm old school, man. So I remember being really, really young, like driving with my parents down Kennedy Boulevard and flipping radio stations. And that's probably when I heard Rapper's Delight. You know, I was a kid. Like, I was a young kid. And after that, I started hearing Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five. And I went into UTFO and Houdini and then the whole Run DMC, Fat Boys, LL era. But the first records I ever bought was um, a crew called Rockmaster Scott and the Dynamic Three. They had a record called Request Line and The Roof Is On Fire. Back when I was in middle school, they would play those at the dances, man. But those were the first hip-hop 12 inches that I bought. Nice, man. It doesn't get much more classic than Rapper's Delight. I mean, that's, that's kind of the OG, you know? Yeah, so. that's the OG. And then, and then you know, as I... As I kept listening and studying the culture i i learned all of the artists before rappers delight they were doing it before there was records and i and i studied and enjoyed them like i said furious five cold crust brothers shout to dj charlie chase who's actually a tampa resident now as well i didn't know that yeah he was he's um one of the pioneers of hip-hop first puerto rican dj in hip-hop ever um and that's that's a quote from grandmaster flash that's amazing. We'll have to talk to him someday, you know? Yeah, I can help you set that up, definitely. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. What are you excited for this year at GMF? Man, I'm excited to see... Um, I'm really excited to see H tonight because um, he's been a friend of mine ever since he's been out here promoting, and he was doing shows, performing for years, and he kind of stopped performing and helping other artists out, and now he's back with new music, and he's hitting the stage tonight. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Push Supreme. I'm definitely looking forward to Diggable Planets, too. Um, I've, I've been able to help break their records here when they first came out, and I've had the chance to open up for them twice in Tampa back in the days. And their show was incredible. You know, their show was incredible with the band, live band. I'm looking forward to seeing Diggable Planets, and I'm looking forward to seeing Goody Mob, too, because oh, yeah. that's soul food. Yeah, that's going to be amazing as well. Yeah, I was so stoked when they got added to the lineup. It was just incredible. So any uh, final thoughts? I just want to say thank you to the whole city of Tampa, man, for supporting my whole um, journey through music here. And just GMF for having me out here to set the festival off in 2024. It's a beautiful thing. All right, Sandman. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. All right. So that was Sandman. Next, we talked to uh, the boys from Alien House who performed at the Row House stage, which was uh, there's the Tampa River Center. And at the first floor of the river center, there's um, rowboats, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. they had the, uh, like, the UT team has rowboats there. And, like, whoever else, whether schools have rowboats, um, they, like, I guess, park them there. Um, and it's literally right, right on the water. Like, if somebody wanted to jump in the water, they could very easily jump Absolutely in the water. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Alien House played there Friday night. Um, really good, really great set. Um, had a lot of energy, you know. Uh, that stage by Sunday was basically completely rained out. So they moved that stage upstairs into the boat center, um, which actually was kind of kind of made for for a cool feel as well. Made me made a little bit more sense. This was the one stage that where 
I felt like it was a little disconnected from the rest of the festival. So, um, you know, if I had to give if I had to give some criticism, that would be it is that this one was kind of a hike to get to. It was away from all the food and drink. Yes. Uh, if you wanted to see a band there, you had to be a little more committed to go see a band there. It was a destination stage yes, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so I made the destination to Alien House um, and uh, I was rewarded with a with an excellent set from them. I'm looking forward to seeing more music from those guys and I think that they're you know their sound is is something really cool so hell yeah um so here's alien house we're here with justin and anthony from alien house who just rocked the is it the boathouse stage the row house stage yeah yeah the row house stage so they put alien house in the row house is that that was was that intentional Maybe. yeah that could have been intentional on their part who knows Really dope set, guys. This is the first time I've actually seen seen you live. So, how do you actually describe your sound? Man, that's that's a hard one. Like I, I mean, I always just drift to say it's like electronic music because that you know it is. We're all you know using electronics for what we do, but I would say our stuff spans the whole like electronic genre world. You know, like we have songs that are more housey, and we have songs that are more trance like. We got some electro type jams. I mean. It all really depends on like what the vibe is that we're going for for a given set. And like, you know, Ray Roa, who introduced us, he uh, I think he kind of described it well. Like our last album was more of like a mixtape because I feel like every song was, you know, genre spanning in a sense. Like nothing was um, exactly the same as the previous track on the album. So, um, you know, we're big hip hop fans, too. And we've always liked that mixtape idea, like mixtape mentality of having a bunch of different styles of like music, different artists involved, you know, even having Riley perform with us. Like, you know, I think it's, we've done albums where we stay in a lane and we do like, you know, stick to a genre for the whole thing. But I think that we really thrive in that area of like switching things up and making it interesting, you know, not only for the audience, but for us too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with Justin. It's like very collage drawing a lot of influence from a lot of different electronic genres um, it really just is about album to album. We kind of talk to each other and think about, you know, how we want to approach the tracks and like what, you know, what, like Justin said, what the vibe is, as cliche as I can, can sound. It's just, it's kind of whatever we feel like. And we listen to a ton of electronic music. So you'll hear, you know, IDM, you'll hear, hear trap beats, you'll hear a bunch of different things kind of layered into each other. Um, so, yeah, it's hard to. Yeah, there's kind of this new, uh, you know, sort of Tampa sound, this uh, Gulf Coast sound is what They Hate Change calls it, you know, where like it's it's a mix of, of hip hop and electronic and different things. Do you guys feel like you're a part of that? I haven't heard anyone say it to us, but I mean, it kind of fits the it fits the description a little bit. Um, I'm not too familiar with it, to be honest. Maybe I should. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would like to think that we're like kind of in that in that realm, you know, like like Ray had kind of mentioned, like we've been playing music for together as a group for 13 years now. And, you know, I've been involved in like various projects over the last 15 plus years. I have a solo project where I do, you know, kind of more beat driven instrumentals and even ambient stuff. But yeah, I feel like Tampa and even you know St. Pete, Clearwater, the the Gulf Coast, the Tampa Bay area, like it's always been very eclectic in the mix of like sounds that people bring, and um, I think it's just like the nature of the city, like the way the city changes, like we embrace that change and try to convey it in the music that we're making too. So um, yeah, like as time goes on, I think your influences are going to change, and there might be things that you you 
you know, pinch from and make it into your own collage of a sound. But yeah, I would like to think that we're a part of that movement in a sense. And like people like They Hate Change are really pushing that uh, sound on like a larger scale, you know, getting having the exposure that they have. It's kind of been shining more of a light on other artists in this area that are doing what we're doing. So you're, you're performing here at Gasparilla Music Festival or you just performed at Gasparilla Music Festival today. Um, and I know you're, you're performing at another festival in Gainesville, right? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so that festival is uh, called Big Culture and Arts Festival. It's happening on uh, April 13th. It's a one-day festival from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, we're also performing there with They Hate Change. Seafoam uh, Walls is playing. Kaylin Ellis. I mean, it's a lot, of, a lot of different people that are on that bill, but I would say that that bill is more like electronic, DJ, R&B, hip-hop focused. Uh, Dion Dia is a group, like a, a music collective record label, you know, kind of like uh, almost like a booking type of uh, group, I guess you could say. They put on a lot of different events in the city and they're the ones that asked us to be a part of it and they're the ones that are hosting the event. And I feel like they're curating that kind of like Florida sound. Um, you know, their their whole purpose for that event was to shine light on Florida and then bring in some bigger uh, national acts as well. So um, yeah, we're excited to be a part of that. You know, this being our first festival, we like the vibe. I think anytime that you can play to a group of people who, you know, might not have ever heard your music before or gone to their gone to your show on their own to have that exposure is great. And I think that's what makes festivals so cool. You know, anytime I get to go to a festival, I get exposed to so much music that I might not have heard otherwise. And it's a great starting point for people who are just trying to find new sounds. Yeah, that's right on. Um, you want you want to add anything to that? I like festivals as well, and it was nice. <laughs> and I am excited for Gainesville. I know that we, you know, we played there back in the day, and they had a really cool electronic scene. So it's nice to be back there, honestly, and play with some of those same people. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's amazing. I think um, I think this festival, you know, GMF does a great job of also highlighting like an eclectic mix of of genres and styles. So it was really cool to, that you guys were on the bill and to see you, you know, here tonight. So. Um, any final thoughts for our listeners? Um, yeah, support local music, uh, support the artists that are in your area. I mean, just support music in general. There, it's, you know, being a creative is like a thankless job in a sense. Like, you know, people will appreciate your music, but, uh, you know, it really takes the artist to keep pushing themselves to keep playing music. And when you have a fan base or you have just anybody that's appreciative of what you're doing, it makes you want to continue to do it. So, you know, even if we just have one person that comes up to us after a show and says that was cool or we like the sound or I've never heard of you guys, I'm going to give you a follow. Like, that's what makes it all worthwhile. Like, obviously, we make the music for ourselves, but to have that connection with other people is huge. Um, and yeah, we thank the city of Tampa and Gasparilla Music Festival for having us. Um, having that exposure to a broader audience is huge. And, you know, we look forward to being back another year and hopefully playing on a larger stage for some more people um, and yeah, you know, keep an eye out. We have some other shows coming up. Um, March 16th, we're playing at Oscura in Bradenton uh, with some more electronic acts that are kind of in our friend group um, and in the same vein of what we're doing. And then, yeah, Big Culture Arts and uh, Festival is coming up uh, April 13th in Gainesville. So those are going to be our last couple of shows for the year before we start to focus on what's next for Alien House. Yeah, and go listen to our album, You, and let us know what you think. We worked really hard on it, and we're really proud of it, and uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Right on. So that was Alien House, and last but not least, we have an interview with Capitol Records recording artist, 
originally from Tampa, Florida, a graduate of Jesuit High School, like yours truly and like Jason, um, Aiden Bissett. Uh, so Aiden basically got popular in high school, like released music on his own and somehow got the attention of Capitol Records and became a national recording artist while he was still at Jesuit. Which pretty cool. Which is very cool. Yeah. Um, he talks a little bit about that in this interview. One thing I wanted to mention is I learned this weekend the ladies love Aiden Bissett. They go nuts, man. The ladies love him. Even the older ladies, you know. There was a uh, a, a woman who was working the festival who who told me after I, uh, she saw me talking to Aiden. She said, "Oh man, that's a." That's a beautiful boy. <laughs> and he is. He's a very good, very good looking kid. He was um, beset on all sides yeah, by women. Yeah. It's funny because she actually said to me, it, it must be hard for him um, to be so good looking. That's what she said. And yeah, I guess it must be difficult. I guess. <laughs> it must be, it must be a rough <laughs> life. But he's really good looking. He's really talented. He makes great music. Um, and he's our friend's cousin. Yeah. He's Alex's cousin. Yeah, so yeah. cool. This is Aiden Bissett. All right, we are here with the one and only Aiden Bissett, who is, in fact, a Jesuit Tampa graduate. Did you did you graduate? Yes, I did graduate from Jesuit Tampa. <laughs> okay, so I'm a Jesuit graduate. Jason, our producer on the show, is also a Jesuit graduate. So, you know, we have to ask, um, what was it like going to, to Jesuit? What was, what was it like being a man for others? Well, you know, it's a brotherhood, uh, of course, but uh, I know, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was, it was, I learned a lot about critical thinking and, and how to push through when things are tough. I mean, I think one thing that they do really well as a school is just uh, teach boys how to, how to work and work ethic. So uh, I loved it. Definitely about the work ethic. Yeah, for sure. So um, did you start doing music while you were at Jesuit? Like, were you with Miss Wegman or... No, actually, I uh, I was doing it very much in the background. I honestly didn't tell the school until I was like two months out of graduating. I had signed with uh, Capital, but yeah, I kept it on the low. I just didn't want anyone to know until it became really hard to balance both worlds, and that's when I was like, okay, school needs to know that I'm now working a full time job. Yeah, yeah. So you were you were in still in high school when you signed to Capital? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, halfway through my senior year of high school was when I signed. So what was that like? I mean, were all, were all your friends just like, hey, you're going to meet Taylor Swift and stuff now? I, I Honestly, I didn't tell my friends. I literally kept it to myself until I had to tell the school. And at, at that point, yeah, my friends were all like, what in the world? We had no idea you were doing this, and um, we had no idea it was so serious. And I was like, yeah, I didn't really either, but it became very real very fast. Yeah, and it is serious. I mean, you've you've I feel like you've like exploded in popularity over the last couple of years. So um, what was kind of the start of that? Um, honestly, just posting online and, and, and learning how to produce on my own because I didn't have the resources to go to, and, and pay somebody to produce. So I just watched a lot of YouTube videos on how to write and produce and took singing lessons because I was a horrible singer. Um, but yeah, the love for it was just like it was there for me and, and I felt like I had to do it. I think there are a lot of people that are that would argue that you're not a horrible singer, indeed. But you know, I heard that there uh, Michelle was telling us that there were just girls flocking to you earlier today, saying that they're your biggest fans. I mean, is that all just you know new to you, or, or you know what's what's the deal with that? Yeah, that's very new, uh, and I don't think I'd ever get used to that. Um, very flattering, um, and they're very sweet people. Anybody who listens to my music, I'm I'm very thankful for them. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. 
So did you ever go to Gasparilla Music Festival like before, you know, obviously now you're performing in about an hour, but um, what, did you come to GMF before that? Yeah, I actually had been twice. My favorite set I had seen was Spoon. I think it was like three or four years ago, but man, that was incredible. Love Spoon. Awesome, man. So um, so what are you working on now? What can we expect, you know, coming up uh, within Aiden Bissett world? Yeah, I'm working on my debut album, which is a, a really cool thing. I've really focused up and, and learned how to tell stories a bit better and I'm bringing in people who are better than better than me at, at writing and producing so I'm learning a lot from from new mentors and uh, creating something I'm really proud of awesome when can we expect that can you can you tease it yeah yeah um, hoping for the fall um, but in the meantime I am going on tour on a headline tour in April so and we're coming through Florida so I mean everybody should pull up um, but yeah yeah lots of touring before then and hopefully the album in the fall all right. Awesome. We'll definitely try to be in touch again when you come through Florida again. So, you know, that's awesome. Um, so what is it like being at Gasparilla Music Festival? You know, what's the you know, what's the vibe been like so far? Um, it's it's very chill, which is sweet, especially because my family lives here. So I can I've been able to just go home and, and decompress. Um, so it's kind of knocking out two birds with one stone in the sense of like, you know, festivals can be really stressful. Um, but this has been the easiest in my experience, although I have short, limited experience. But, uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been just nice to be with family. That's awesome, man. It's cool that your, your family still lives here and you can, you know, pop in and, and see them all. You know, that's great. So um, any quick final thoughts for the, uh, the fans? Yeah, I've um, got a new song, Planet, coming out next week. Uh, and uh, tour in April. Tour in the fall. Album in the fall. Just be looking out for all that stuff. Amazing. Aiden, thank you for so much for your time. It was good to chat with you. Um, can we get Nussie? All right. All of these things I have beset upon you.